Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker. And whether this is your first time or if you're a regular listener, it's great to have you here with us today. I think that there are always milestones in life where you reassess where you are and you ask yourself, what's next? And whether you do that at the end of the year or on a birthday or when you achieve certain landmarks in life or business, but it's an important thing to do. Perhaps this year that's more important than ever as businesses reopen and hopefully we move forward into a brighter, more positive future. And I know that not everyone's open. I know that there are many countries where there are still lockdowns, uh, some of them newly imposed, some of them that don't even have an end date in sight. But unfortunately, that is the world that we live in. Anyway, I imagine that the last few months that you too have been reassessing lots of areas of your life and business and maybe making changes or have been forced to make changes that have you know, been forced upon you. I did a webinar recently and opened up with a quote from the boxer Mike Tyson, who famously said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. I then went on to say that through COVID, the world and everyone in it has effectively been punched in the face and that when you get punched in the face, you need to stop. You need to think and reevaluate. And that's what a lot of salon owners, or that's what a lot of people full stop have been doing because it's not a case of opening back into business as usual. It's very much back to business as unusual. So where are we now as an industry and as individuals? What have we learned from the last year? And how has that impacted on what we do now? I think it's always important to learn from the past as it prepares us better for the future. So as we move forward into the second half of 2021, we start to reimagine our future. And just like a boxer, we need to be nimble and prepared to adapt and react to a changing environment in all areas, whether it's financially or recruitment or client expectations, or just the ever-evolving business model. There's a lot going on. I often refer to the last 18 months as like being on an emotional and financial roller coaster with all the highs and lows and feeling out of control. And now the ride has stopped. Well, it certainly stopped in the UK, where we're back to open without any restrictions. And I know that most of the United States is also like that. But we need to be prepared to adapt and react to this ever-changing environment, because who knows what the future is going to look like. As I say, now the the roller coaster ride has sort of stopped, but a lot of people are left feeling a bit dizzy. 
and wondering what's next. From a business point of view, I think that that's the single biggest thing that we've learned or should have learned. And that is that as an industry, the salons were unprepared for the reality of the cash flow stopping in its tracks and that most salons were operating just on cash flow and that when the cash flow stopped, there was no fallback position, which was highlighted by the lack of financial forward planning in most businesses. Many of us know the principle, even if we haven't done it, we know the principle of having at least three months operating costs in a savings account for an emergency like this. But very, very few salons were able to do that. Very few salons were in that position. Another thing that was really important was that the last year exposed the vulnerability of the single income stream of the hairdressing service model. Other industries like restaurants were able in many cases to sort of segue into a a takeout business model or home delivery, which in many cases has very much sort of kept them afloat because they had some cash flow. I know that some salons were successful with curbside retail or e-commerce platforms and selling home color kits, but in most cases, the benefit was really minimal. But it was a really good example that showed that the hairdressing industry was resilient and we were creative. The salons found ways to adapt in order to survive. I also thought that there's been a noticeable coming together of lots of people in the industry where we realize that we're a powerful professional community when we support and help each other, when we work together. And another learning was that almost everyone embraced this new world of online learning and teaching in the digital and virtual space. And that would have happened anyway, but what has taken, what, 12 to 18 months would have probably taken at least five years in normal circumstances. So there are many positives to take away from the last year as the dust settles and COVID restrictions start to be relaxed in some countries, while others are going back into lockdown, unfortunately. Now, a lot of businesses are in the position of saying to themselves, so where am I now? And reevaluating what their business looks like today and what changes have happened in terms of staffing levels, client count, average bill, and frequency of visit. Inevitably, some salons are in a really positive situation and others are struggling to see a way through it. But even from that point, you can plan where you want to go. You can see what needs to change and what the pending challenges and opportunities are that hopefully are coming your way. I want to say it's a time of recovery where we need to reimagine the business of the future and how we can make that work for us. I believe that this is the time to be cautiously optimistic about what the future holds. We're now in a phase where, depending on the country you're in, the government are stopping furlough and lifting protection from landlords, from evicting tenants for unpaid rent, etc. And salon owners are now faced with the reality that they had these loans that have kept them afloat, but they now need to be paid back. So as the dust settles, so to speak, we'll now start to see how many salons may have closed and how many may have already left the industry. But of course, 
the upside for that is that those clients still have to go somewhere. So while some salons don't survive, hopefully other salons will benefit from that. But as we reimagine the future, let's start to place more emphasis on the financial management of running our businesses. And instead of running lifestyle businesses that aren't profitable, but they just give us a, a good lifestyle, let's build back better with more sustainable, financially profitable businesses. Let's look for opportunities to reassess uh, e-commerce possibilities and to create additional income streams that are a fit for your business model. As was said to me recently, no one knows what the future holds. So we get to invent the future that we want. So let's reinvent the future of the salon industry. Let's ask ourselves, how can we reinvent the salon client experience? Let's ask ourselves, how can we reinvent the experience our team have? Everything's up for reinvention from how we communicate to how we pay our people to how our clients pay us to our opening hours and how we price our salon services. We just have to ask ourselves, how would we like it to be? What is the vision for your business? Where would you like it to be in three to five years? Don't start with how you're going to do it. You can figure that out later. And I don't you know, mean that lightly. But the first thing is to imagine what you want your business to be like. And the clearer you can imagine it, the more likely you are to be a, being able to achieve it. The average salon opened by the, the owner having a vision to open a business. And that vision was probably all about the visual aesthetic of what the salon would look like. And that's the problem. All they had in many cases was a great name and a decor, but that won't take you very far. Vision for your business is not just about the visual representation of the physical business. It's about how the business will operate in every way. And I'm going to define that and all that it encompasses as the salon culture, the business culture that you create in your business. So what will the culture of your business be? Because just like you design what the salon will look like, you need to define what your business represents and how the business will function and operate in every way. What is the vision from a marketing perspective? Meaning, what is the vision for how your business will generate new clients? How will you turn them into regulars and how will you keep them as long as possible? Secondly, you need to imagine what your business will be like financially, meaning it's important to remember that this is a business and it will survive or fail based on the numbers. So what is your vision for the productivity? What is your vision for the financial standards? What is your vision for, you know, these key performance indicators that matter? Then you need to think about the vision that you have for your products and services. And in a hairdressing context, a product is primarily the services that we offer. So, so what is your vision for the work that you do and the reputation that you have? And finally, think about your team. Because whether there's one of them or a hundred of them, without your team, nothing happens. So what is the vision that you have to attract, to nurture, and to reward your team members? When you're developing the vision for your business, it needs to address each of those four areas. 
separately because together they make up the whole. I know that sounds like a lot of work, and it is, but if you're not prepared to plan, you're really just treating your business more like a hobby. You need to have a vision and a plan and a strategy, a system for sustainable long-term growth. The problem is that for most salon owners, there is no plan. And admittedly, you may get to the end of the year, like would have happened in the last 18 months, and find that all plans had been upended. But you were still better to have made a plan than to have been able to constantly adapt and upgrade and reinvent it than not to have a plan at all. Unfortunately, for most hairdressers, their strategy for growth is hoping, dreaming or wishing or, or simply thinking that by being good at doing hair, that the business will grow. And that isn't a strategy. But if you want to grow, you need to plan for growth. Regardless of whether you're a business unit of one or employ staff and have a multi-salon organization, if you want to grow, you need to plan for growth. Planning isn't always fun. But if growth is really important to you, then you should do it anyway, because the process of planning creates momentum and intention. And those two things, momentum and working with intention, will take you a long way. A hundred years ago, the world had just finished the Spanish flu that killed over 50 million people. But the decade that followed was known as the Roaring Twenties, which was generally a time of growth and prosperity. We don't know what the rest of 2021 or even 2022 has in store for any of us, but we do know that if you've got goals and plans to turn them into reality, that you'll likely be way ahead of those that don't have goals and plans. So the big question is, as we come out of COVID, will we enter the Roaring Twenties 2.0 well, I don't know for sure, obviously, but I do know that we should all start planning to make it so. Remember, no one knows what the future holds, so we do get to invent the future that we want. So to wrap up today's podcast episode, thank you for being a listener of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. And if you get value from the podcast, the best way to show your appreciation is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. By doing it, it helps other people find us and will help us keep producing great content for you. So all you need to do is go to Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom of the page, select ratings and reviews, and write a review. We'd be very appreciative. So until next week, it's bye from me. Look after yourself and look forward to next week's podcast, which I know is a great one. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.